Content warning. The following podcast may contain discussions that may be upsetting to some listeners, including themes of gun violence, mental health, and other traumas. Welcome back to Small Consolation. This is Peaches Brittany yet again. Um, season three. This is episode one. Um, I don't know. I think I'll, I'd, I'll go around the sun once more with you guys. What do you think? I'm surprised they haven't shut us down yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole new world. Oh, wow. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, so that was season three. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they're going to shut us down now. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, so this, uh, we thought we would start season three with, uh, you know, we, we took a little hiatus, um, kind of ended season two, um, you know, uh, a couple weeks early. Um, we've been, you know, with holidays and all this kind of stuff. So we, we wanted to come in um, with a hot topic that we've been thinking about. Uh, doing a podcast for for literally forever um i think this has been on our we want to do this list for like a year and a half at this point yeah i mean it was basically when we were coming up with the idea for the podcast we were like this is one of the topics that we want to discuss so you're getting it now here in year three Um, that topic is uh violence and video games um more specifically the idea that video games cause people to become more violent um we did our our um what do you want to call it our signature half-assed research (laughs) um and we're going to tell you our thoughts on this topic um our research may be half-assed, but our experience is full-assed. Uh, <laughs> sure. Yep. No, well, I'm going with so it. before we really get into this and really start, I kind of want to just give, if if you live under a rock or if you really hate the news like me and you really don't watch a lot of this anymore, obviously the past couple of years have been really bad in terms of you know news. I, I, wanted, I want to um, make two points really quick and then open it up to discussion really so um a couple years ago um let's go back to pre-pandemic era um president trump um issues issues okay yeah he issues a statement um following two shootings that happened basically at the same time or the same day um there was one in el paso texas at a walmart and then one um in dayton ohio uh, I guess at a, on a, in a busy street. Um, Trump issued this statement. We must recognize that the internet has provided a dangerous avenue to radicalize disturbed minds and perform demented acts. Uh, we must shine light on the dark recesses of the internet and stop mass murders before they start. 
The internet, likewise, is used for human trafficking, illegal drug distribution, and so many other heinous crimes. The perils of the internet and social media cannot be ignored, and they will not be ignored. Um, he went on to further say in this speech, um, we must stop the glorification of violence in our society. This, is, this includes the gruesome and grisly video games that are now commonplace. It is too easy today for troubled youths to surround themselves with a culture that celebrates violence. We must stop or substantially reduce this, and it has to begin immediately. I had another point. I think. And it was... Oh, um, the most recent, I think, big newsworthy um, school shooting... Was at Oxford in Michigan, I think. Um, it was Oxford School. Um, the Ethan Crumley, I guess, was the 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 student's name. Um, on his Instagram the day before the shooting, he said, "Now I am become death, the destroyer of worlds. See you tomorrow, Oxford." Um. Except for the see you tomorrow Oxford part, um, the news came out and said this is a quote from Fallout Four. Um, so Fallout Four has become responsible. <laughs> well, not responsible, but they blamed it on the fact that he played Fallout Four. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, I remember hearing about that. So, <clears throat> so this is this is a, you know, and and that's not the first time. And I'll get into the others. Um, I'm going to open up the floor to you guys to kind of give your. I don't know if you want to call them opening statements, but this is a this is a common occurrence when something, um, you know, something violent happens. The media goes straight to video games and yeah. says, "This is this is too much. We have to stop this." I mean, I guess since you mentioned kind of opening the floor for just like um, kind of our main opening statements or thoughts on this like there's really like two points that i kind of wanted to address early on or right up front and i think the first is like as a person who plays video games and has been doing so since i was a little kid like this is a topic that's always been interesting to me and something i've thought about a lot especially since in my case i came from a family who was pretty adamantly against video games all along and particularly for their violent elements and so it's something that I've always kind of thought about a lot and kept in the back of my mind as I've grown up playing video games. Uh, and that being said, I think it's really important to not be immediately dismissive of at least the argument or the idea that we do need to be examining the effects of media on our behaviors and our actions. Um, that being said, so while I think it's important to not be like, hey, I like this thing, therefore I'm going to dismiss any evidence that it may be detrimental. Um, while I think it's important to keep that in mind, I think that there is a historically demonstrated record of the media in general just like latching onto and wildly blowing out of proportion any potential link between violent acts and and video games or movies or anything like that. Like that just seems to happen so often. And 
basically, I just think we need to be cautious that we don't fall into logical fallacies on either side of that, the discussion. So that's kind of the, that's my big point as we go into this discussion and viewing the okay. evidence either yeah. for or against that connection. And devil's advocate is always, always good to have. Right. Mm, um, asterisk. The devil doesn't need an advocate. Um, <laughs> no. So I will go next because I know Evan has a lot more experience with this <laughs> from college, um, but kind of playing on um, piggybacking off of Tyler's point it seems like it's kind of the poster child for like, you know, Hey, this is the cause of the problem, but we're going to focus our attention here instead because we don't want to deal with that probably main reason. Um, so, um, and it's something that seems kind of like an intergenerational, you know, dissonance, if you will, like, Oh, these kids, I don't understand these video games they're playing. That that I never had that and I didn't go shoot up a school. So that must be why, you know. Yada yada yada. Yeah, and, and well, and sorry, I already spoke I guess I made my piece already, but I was just gonna say, yeah, like that's that's exactly what I meant. Like I, I think we do need to have people who are advocates for both sides of the story, you know, and I think that's something hopefully we'll be able to bring a little bit of that perspective like somebody who plays games and has grown up playing games like i think it's important not to just silence those people as well so yeah and i kind of see some parallels with um people blaming alcohol for the things they do while they're um drunk and it's like is the alcohol the thing that made you do that or is that did you already have you know preconceived notions about yourself and then the alcohol just decreased those inhibitions so that those things came out into the public eye right i have i have so much more to say about that um let's hear from evan really quickly before (laughs) we really get deep into this um i have like six pages of research that i'm going to sit here and read to you no just kidding (laughs) um evan evan what do you got what are your sort of opening what do you bring into the table um, <laughs> well, one sentence. Uh, so, I mean, I don't, um, no. Okay. Serious. Um, so back in, in undergrad, I kind of did a study relating to like video games and violence. So my, my aim wasn't like, I wasn't actually trying to get at violence. I was actually trying to go the opposite direction and, you know, prove or not prove, but like find a relationship between video games and positive behaviors. Cause they, those studies have been done, but they haven't been done as often. Um, and even though my study wasn't very successful, the, uh, when I was going over my data, the TA was like, you know, there's, there's something happening here and we would need a larger sample size, you know, to run more people through this and try to see what's happening. Um, so that was a, I think I was the only person who got that result in my class. So I, I felt a little special, you know, it wasn't quite a failure. It was a, huh, interesting. <laughs> um, but as far as like video games and violence in general goes, like on the one hand, like it's, it's an interesting topic. And as someone who likes to talk about, you know, the themes in media and what media, like what we put of ourselves in media and what media reflects back to us like i love talking about those things but then on the other hand like you know the the such and such 
is ruining the kids and da 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 da. Like that's such an yeah. old argument. Like before it was video games, it was cable TV. Before cable TV, it was movies. Before movies, it was you know radio shows or rock. We and killed roll. the milkman. And before yeah. that, it was showing your ankles. Yeah, it was. It's <laughs> other religions. It was foreigners. Like yeah, it. Yeah, I mean that's that's exactly what I was getting at with like the modern media interpretation of this entire discussion and how it, it's so often seems so politicized and overblown. Like that's a, I mean that's exactly it. Like it has all the hallmarks of the classic moral panic, you know, where it's like, what's the latest target that's going to be that we latch on to to just bash and blame for all the ills of society. You know, it's like, that's been happening since the ancient like Greeks and Romans, you know, like, mm-hmm. and it's just, uh, this just seems to be the latest target. I, like you said, I do think there's a bit of a generational divide there and we're now, you know, we're getting to the point where now we're the older generation. <laughs> like, <laughs> and so it's like, we can kind of look at it from a different perspective and, and I think more often we tend to be in agreement with like younger and up and coming generations on this this particular debate. But yeah. So let's go back, possibly to the beginning. Um, this is the beginning of our beginning. We're calling this our beginning. It may not be the beginning, um, but it is going to be our beginning because I know I did some. I had to start somewhere. And I saw that there was going, there was, there was more research. Um, I mean, people blamed Atari for violent outrages and stuff. Anyways. So, um, uh, Columbine, 1999, they blamed doom. Um, mm-hmm. the, the two people that were involved in that shooting, um, were big into doom. Um, they designed several levels, um and so allegedly uh it's never been found um and nobody can find it nobody can find it um but allegedly one of the two uh shooters actually created a doom level that represented oxford or i'm sorry columbine um like the school itself um and yeah, I've always heard that rumor, but yeah, I've never. Yes, yeah, it's it just it's sort of nobody's ever found it. Nobody's ever you know figured out if it was true or not. Um, let's see, um, Virginia Tech, um, the shooting at Virginia Tech. Um, somebody made a video game after the fact called VTech Rampage. Ew. Yeah. Um, same person also made a video game based on the Sandy Hook shooting. Um, Are they on a watch list now? <laughs> probably. <laughs> and uh, they probably should be. <laughs> I mean, honestly. Yeah, like, um, that's, and that's what I mean. Like, yeah, it's, it's not that there aren't people that are prone to committing terrible acts that play video games and are interested in video games. But sorry, just to hijack something real quick. Um, I was on browsing through Wikipedia here, like, and I happened to pull up a part that was specifically talking about the Columbine uh, shooting. And like you were just saying, Brandon, like, yeah, 
the the perpetrators are found to be avid player uh, avid players of games like Doom, and it mentions there that that basically there was a report released in 2004 by the United States Secret Service and the United States Department of Education that found that only 12% of perpetrators in school shootings had shown interest in video games. And like, honestly, that is like a shockingly low statistic to me. Mm -hmm. Like, honestly, like I was going to say like, yeah, it's not too surprising to me that, you know, like I could see perpetrators of the Columbine shooting having been interested in, in violent games and stuff, but to hear that like only 12% of perpetrators in other school shootings up to that point had even shown interest in video games, like that's that's actually surprising to me. And that does seem to be consistent with a lot of the other research I was seeing, and I don't know, just that's that's an example of that specific case that show would, would explain it would it would encourage the idea that that's maybe an aberration that you would have uh, that link in that particular case between video games and a violent shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so with Columbine, I think it's important to point out that for mo- for most of us millennials, Columbine is the f- is our first school shooting, but Columbine is not the first school shooting. There yeah, were like a handful of others before it, but it's, Columbine it, yeah, is. Columbine's the one that established this link between video games and school shootings and violence. Um, and that that's just kind of been perpetuated as school shootings have mm-hmm. become more common because we haven't invested in gun safety. Well, right. And that's what I mean. Like you say established, but like that's kind of what I was saying is like the media established that connection. But if you look at, again, the reports that were published, like – looking into this specific like idea like oh shit like our video games responsible for these shootings it's like that's not even the findings like i said it's like 12 percent. like that's again that's a that's a tenuous connection at best at least in my mind um, i don't know oh, yeah. the the sandy hook shooting was actually blamed on uh, the nra uh, surprise surprise blamed um and specifically targeted a game called kindergarten killers um and they said that was why that why it happened because of that game existed. Um, With that logic, you could be like, <laughs> "Oh, that car wreck! They were playing a lot of burnout. <laughs> they they did that on purpose." Right, right. Look at that! Look at that young child stepping on turtles! How dare he! Stupid Mario Brothers! <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, but the. The the shooter for San, the, the Sandy Hook shooter, he he loved apparently Mario Bros. He, his favorite game was Dance Dance Revolution, <laughs> and we all know that's the most violent of all <laughs> video games. Right? <laughs> like, yeah. And truthfully, like that's the thing is like that's the thing with video games. Like it's such a cultural phenomenon, as with all forms of media that have violence as a part of them and in some capacity movies books whatever you name it like all of those things are so popular that it's going to be pretty hard to find somebody who hasn't been exposed to those things like you know what i mean like right especially if we broaden our definition of video games to include uh candy crush and angry birds like then it's practically everybody like even my 
eighty-something-year-old grandma before she died had played, you know, uh, Bejeweled on an iPad. And, and interestingly enough, that brings up another point that I, I have found really interesting as I go through and try and do research on this topic. It seems like a lot of times the scientists that are con- trying to conduct these evaluations, like they have kind of a hard time pinning down like hard definitions for like, okay, like what constitutes like a quote unquote, like violent game. Like, and, and, and I guess I just, I empathize with, <laughs> them and like I, I try and think about like how I would design a study into this particular topic and to me I guess it's no it's no shocker that it's difficult to arrive at a true scientific consensus as to a connection between specifically like any form of enhanced aggression not even just like violent behavior but like any form of enhanced aggression and violent games like it's just again it's hard to define all of the potential variables in a statistical analysis like mm-hmm. this you know mm-hmm. what i mean like and basically i guess that's just a very long way of saying i'm i'm not surprised that there's still a debate that's raging on this topic but at the same time i think well you know, so you so you bring up science there actually i mean well we've talked there have been studies done um there was actually a very interesting study done this was like you know in the early 2000s um but i can't remember, i believe it was greitmeyer at all in 2011 yes this is it um so they did a study on video games and violence but their participant group was people who lived on an island like isolated from the rest of the outside world. So they hadn't, they didn't really have much exposure to video games. They didn't have much exposure to the culture at Mm. large. I can't remember. I wish I could remember what Island it is. Um, Looking at the little summary I wrote up of it, you know, 2013 me was just like, "Eh, I don't need to write that down, but it's probably important. now. Um, But anyway, they teach the kids how to play basically like how to use a controller, how to use the video game and all that. Um, They have them play a violent game um, and then they observed their behavior, and then they left, came back a month later, they had them play a positive game, or a, a game that emphasized, like, helping behaviors, things like that. And what they found was that both sets, so the violent game and the helping game, both caused a change in behavior. So the violent game made, like, they observed the children playing with each other afterwards, um, just, you know... They, it wasn't even like they specifically said they just watched how the children interacted and they noticed they were a little more hostile towards each other. Like they would, you know, there's more hitting, more chasing, stuff like that. But, um, um, so yeah, they, they observed that, but they, they noticed that that was a very short term effect. Like that wore off after a few days versus when they came back the month later and, you know, had them play the helping behavior game. What they noticed was afterwards, the kids were much kinder to each other. They were helping each other out on things that, you know, probably didn't even need help, but they were just like, Hey, can I help you do this? Um, and they noticed that that effect lasted much longer than, uh, than a couple of days. And they said it lasted for actually here it is. Uh, no wrong study. It was genteel et al in 2009 found that participants who played a pro social game behaved pro socially for months after the initial exposure. Whereas hmm. the violent game was only for a few days. Uh, real quick, so, that's 
really interesting to me because like anecdotally just real quick i wanted to pull you guys do you feel like that is your experience from having grown up playing games because i feel for me personally like that's honestly if i had to describe or summarize in totality like the impact that games have had on my life that would be my experience like kind of what you described there evan like i feel like yeah sure like if I'm playing like a super intense, like violent game and like I'm in, in the zone, you know, like really focused, like I might just be kind of agitated or quick to like, you know, if I'm playing Dark Souls or something and somebody interrupts me, like, yeah, I might, I might be a little bit angry or something like that. Or like I might be in a, sort of like an increased agitated state. You know, like it's competitive, it gets your adrenaline pumping, like, so that seems accurate, but like... Yeah, but I could feel that way after playing Madden, too. Right, right, yeah, <laughs> any any game, like, that's, and, and that's, that's another point, but I, for now, I wanted to focus on a different tangent, which is that, like, for me, I feel like any effect like that, or any effect where there may be increased aggression or mm-hmm. prevalence towards mm-hmm. violent solutions, like or preference towards violent solutions like that it seems drastically outweighed by the positive impact that a lot of these games have had on me like in terms of like you know i think so often people overlook even in violent games the emphasis on the stories that they tell the character interactions like encouraging empathy and the ability to you know, just like develop some of our innate like human tendency towards compassion and problem solving and helping others and like saving the day. You know, it's like just like in a lot of action movies and things like there's so many positive elements to a lot of those stories, too. And for me, like those have just like further kind of solidified almost like at least for me, like wanting to develop kind of like I don't know, like, I want to be a hero, you know, like, I want to go out there and I want to help the world and make it a better place and help the people around me. And I can look back at specific games in my life and be like, you know, like, Knights of the Old Republic. And like, I play a lot of RPGs. And a lot of times, like, I have a hard time being a bad guy in those games. So either it is just genetic or other factors in my environment were more important than the games. But those are the elements of games that I have latched onto and grown up with. So I was just curious if that was your yeah. experience as well. So, so like, I think what you're kind of touching on and, and how I want to respond to that is video games do not make me do anything. Like, after having played a video game, no matter what video game it is, I've never been compelled to do anything. It. So what I mean is, is I will play smite with you guys and i will have a terrible we will have a terrible night we we, <laughs> we we you know nothing we do works you know for some reason we just can't get anything going you know we have those nights where it's just like the sweaties are playing that night and for some reason they're putting us against those and we're all screaming and shouting we're all kind of angry we're just upset like we're trying to complete an act you know objective and we're trying to be successful and we're just not being successful and it's causing us to be um you know, it, it's it's getting it's making us upset. Right. I don't turn off the game and then choose to smack my wife. Like, <laughs> I mean, that might sound that's good. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't want to punch a hole in the wall. I don't want to 
you know, um, you know, do bad things. It might, it'll, it might put me in a bad mood. It might make yeah. me angry or upset, mm-hmm. but I know that it's because of the video game and that I just need, you know, you know what I mean? Like the right. same way, this, likewise, I don't, you know, go to a video game that's happy or relaxing or, or fun or whatever. And then immediately, you know, and that, that might make me feel better, but it's not going to make me do anything. You know what I mean? Like it's an emotional response right. that I get and not a physical response. You know, I'm thinking specifically of an, of a time in, um, if you, if you, any of you guys ever played uh, modern warfare two, mm-hmm. um, in the, that campaign, you actually, you, you're, you're a character that is like a spy and you are infiltrating like a, a Russian mob or, or gang or something. I don't remember exactly how the story goes, but you're, you're infiltrating like a Russian group and they decide to go to a, to a, um, like a terrorist group. They, they decide to go to a, um, uh, an airport and just shoot up the place. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're talking about the, the no Russian mission? Yeah, I'm yeah. The, yeah, and yeah. you just, you know, and, and so they're just shooting up the place in there. And, like, that doesn't make me want to do something like that at all. Like, that well, doesn't yeah. make, you know, doing that action doesn't make me go, oh, I should do something like this, or I should do something violent as well, you yeah, know? To add to that, like, you had to be a willing participant in that mass shooting otherwise like they would know something's up with you and i remember that game because they had a it was huge in the media because they're like oh my gosh there there's a level where you have to do a mass shooting but like they like put a giant warning in the game and said you don't have to do this level you can skip it well and that's such an interesting like i'm glad you brought that mission up in particular because it kind of like it brings up another idea where I, and again, it, like this is why I'm interested in the topic because I'd be curious to see what the long term effects would be of you know a person kind of being becoming desensitized to doing missions like that. But I mean, honestly, even as like a what I would describe as a relatively like hardened individual to the idea or concept of violence in games, like that mission stuck out to me because it did make me a little bit uncomfortable. Because it was approached yeah. in such a realistic way. And I think therein lies kind of an interesting distinction in that, like, a lot of games, the violence is just, like, I play, I mean, I'll be honest, I play a lot of games that are extremely violent by just objective metrics, Uh you know, like in terms of like horrible things happening to people, blood, like simulated blood, all kinds of stuff like that. But it's just like, but so often those things are so divorced from any sense of reality or real actions that I feel nothing at all from it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I, I, and I'd be kind of curious to see like if you guys think there's any psychological connection between like the more like realistic or believable or just like I, I don't know. Do you think do you think a mission like No Russian is has more impact on you than like you know Doom was mentioned earlier? And to me, that's just like ridiculous. The idea of like 
Doom, a game where you're just like running around, like sure it's hyper violent, but you're like suplexing demons into like oblivion. <laughs> like it's not, or just like blowing them away. Like it's not. It's just it's so unrealistic. It's well, just like I have I have no. You know that it just seems ridiculous to me. Every every few years or so, um, the news will have a, a Pokemon episode where, or used to, where people were protesting protesting Pokemon because they thought it was too violent. They were, mm-hmm. you know, they were they were saying that, you know, it's it's animal cruelty. You know, um, it's it's you know getting animals to fight each other for fun and money. You know. Like the way that Pokemon is presented does not tell a child it's okay to have, you know, your dogs fight or your chickens fight or, you know, like it's not that it's not presented in that way. Um, it's, a, it's a strategy game where you're trying to, you know, beat out the opponent and that's all you're trying, you know. Yeah. But I think, I think the thing that, the important thing that I want to say uh, about kind of where we're almost hitting is in all of these um, stories and, and that we have and will, and probably uh, hopefully I can share, but in all of these instances, I think that it's important to realize that it's sort of like the X and Y axes are, are flipped or maybe the variable and the results are flipped or if you want to say like all rectangles or, or all squares are rectangles, but not all rectangles are squares. People that play violent, violent video games don't necessarily it. If you go to play a video game that happens to be violent, you're not necessarily a violent person. But if a violent person goes to play a violent video game because they're violent, like if someone wanted to, you know, got upset at school, for instance, or at work. Or somewhere, and they they loaded up no Russian to to blow off steam. Okay, maybe there's something there that needs to be addressed. You know, that's that's an underdeveloped mind. That's an under under uh, that's that's a mind that doesn't understand maybe how to correctly release some of their their anxieties, their pressures, their their emotions. Possibly, right. But yeah, I think that just because we all play video games doesn't make us violent and a violent person isn't necessarily violent because of the video games they play. I, so, that That's an awesome point. I Sorry, Evan, I'll let you go just a sec, but I was just going to say like the what you're describing, Brian, is the age old like statistical fallacy of like causation versus correlation, you know, like sure, there may be a correlation between perpetrators of violent crimes and the fact that they play violent games. Although, like I said, some of the studies don't even seem to suggest that, but even if that were to be the case, that doesn't imply that the cause of the violent actions is the gaming, you know, like, that's what Mm -hmm. I mean. Like there may be that correlation there that, like you said, lots of violent people may be playing violent games, but playing the violent games does not result in violence. So yeah, that's, I think that's a really important point that not enough people understand or focus on when they're evaluating studies like this. So, yep. Anyway, I'm done. <laughs> Good point. Um, so yeah, I was, I was just going to hop in and say, you know, the, like what a lot of the research shows is that 
just media in general, not even just video games, but movies, music, whatever. It it's I don't want to word it properly. It's less that well, it does have an effect on you, but more what what the what the the stronger relationship is that already more aggressive people seek out more aggressive media other than mm-hmm. versus it's not the inverse where you know just random Johnny Sue watches uh, I don't know natural born killers and suddenly wants to you know become a badass or whatever um, so it's more that what what's already in you is kind of what you seek out um, and I mean there there is like like I said earlier there is an effect there is an effect of what you consume does have an effect on you it's just that it doesn't it's less that you want to go emulate what you see and it's more of just what I guess kind of reaction it gets out of you, what kind of mind state it leaves you in is basically kind of where, mm-hmm. where everything kind of points to. Um, so that's kind of, that brings up another interesting point, Evan, like, do you think like, see, this is something I, I, I find so fascinating about this topic is like, you know, I said, I, I like to evaluate my own thoughts and actions. Like that's, I probably spend way too much time, like, thinking about my own mindset and how I evaluate the world. And it's really fascinating to me. Like I can't quite figure out why for someone for whom like real world violence is so antithetical to my very personality. Like, you know, it's so far away from the core of my being. I can't quite understand what it is that I do find myself drawn to a lot of violent media, you know, like, and and that's something I've always tried to under, like, and I can't give you an answer. Like, I honestly can't tell you like, like, why is that? Like, what is it about it? That's compelling to me. Cause you know, I do like, I love some of those stories, you know, and it's like, I love, you know, like action movies and horror movies. And in a lot of cases I do find myself even, even gravitating towards stories that are told with either over the top or at the very least like realistic depictions of violence. Mm -hmm. And I can't quite figure out why that's the case. And, and the closest I can come to is just that like, there is some kind of primal primitive element of like competition that I'm like drawn to, or like I said, at least, like with the realism thing, I'm drawn to stories that seem more believable and like impactful or meaningful, or they they s- simulate the struggles that I see in the real world. So maybe those more violent things are more compelling. I but I don't know. I'm just curious to see what you guys think about that. So one thing that gets left out of the discussion, mostly with video games, but with other things too, is that the violence doesn't exist just in a vacuum it's part of a it's part of a, a most well most games you know, some games just have you know no story merit <laughs> see i was gonna say i i do love mortal Kombat, and i'll be honest yeah. it's not real heavy <laughs> yeah like story. like why is that like well, why do i love that yeah, game that's, so that's, a, that's yeah. a great example like mortal Kombat has very it has a story to kind of mm-hmm. justify or to to set up what you're doing but it's not a very deep story, just just based on the video games. They've gotten a little bit better right. in recent entries. But then you look at something like um, 
Assassin's Creed, which is there's this whole philosophical debate of is it better for is society better off being controlled from the shadows and everyone be happy versus should society just have total free will and whatever happens happens and you literally going around stabbing people in the name of, of freedom and 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 this philosoph- philosophical ideology and there's a whole story built around it there's um you know like if you look at Ezio's arc in particular it's a it's a it starts out as kind of like a Greek tragedy and that he loses his family and goes on this vengeance quest. And then he gets to the end and realizes, you know, vengeance is just going to kill you as quickly as, as quickly as you kill everybody else. Um, so yeah, we, we talk about violence as if, as if it's its own thing, but you know, it comes with a package. So you kind of have to look at the whole picture, like what, mm-hmm. and, and that's something that um, I've seen a lot of, uh, criticism of in like movies and things that are very pro-military like that just put the the U.S.'s military policy in, a, in an unquestionable positive light is that it's it's always just presented as violence done for a good cause period without any you know right. interrogation so then that that's kind of where I think that's where the conversation needs to shift is that okay like there's this this thing that we're talking about has violence in it. What's the how is the violence being presented? Is it being critiqued? Do the characters have negative consequences from it? And how does the story address this address this issue in the story? Well, yeah. and Tyler, I think to the Mortal Kombat point, it's competitive. Like, yeah, it's violent. It's still a competition, and that kind of scratches that itch of. I'm besting an opponent. Yeah. And like this one review I found, um, Adachi in 2009, he reviewed a bunch of um, research into like these video games and violence. And they found that, you know, these games produce higher levels of aggressive cognition, aggressive effect, physiological arousal, aggressive behavior. Right. But one of the main limitations they said after reviewing all these is like, yeah, but are you actually reviewing violence or are you looking, are you judging competitiveness, difficulty, pace of action, all things that could also kind of like going back to the Madden thing. I could get really mad and throw my controller across the room, but I'm playing a football game. Like I'm not shooting up an airport, you know, like, yeah, right. It's like by any normal definition, that's even if that's still a form of, I guess, violence in some capacity or competition, like sure. by any reasonable definition, that's not what somebody would call like extreme violence or like gratuitous, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. like nobody is showing Madden, you know, in these like trailers, like Trump's video that he put together that was like essentially just honestly, I've got to be honest, like I gotta be honest right here. It was hilarious to me that he was basically just showing like headshot after headshot <laughs> in Fallout Four. Like as somebody who has played those games, I was just like, it was ridiculous. Like it was just, I, I don't know. And somebody would probably look at my psychological state and the fact that I found that video like funny <laughs> more than like <laughs> worrisome. They might, I don't know. That's that's what I mean. Like to some people, they would they would see that I would be like laughing at something like that and be like, what the hell is wrong with this kid? Like that's certainly like the opinion my parents would probably have, but it's just like, you know, but at the same time, it's like, it is ridiculous. Cause it's like, this is, yeah. Like that probably isn't having even the same impact that, yeah. Like just a highly competitive game would have on somebody. So yeah, I think that's, that's a valid point. 
so Tyler, I'm, I want to I want to take a crack at this. Um, explain. I want to take a crack at seeing if this ex- explanation um, or thought idea doesn't answer your previous your one of your previous thoughts about your primal instinct that you you know you think you have this primal instinct. Okay, so, and I also came up with another like once you're done, I have another theory as well. Oh sure, sure, that, sure. But yeah, so. Um, there are a couple of things that I want that, that in media that I want to um, allude to or uh, re- refer to. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the Killing Us Softly trailer or um, videos on YouTube um, by Gene Kilborn. Um, and no. uh, I, I, I watched, I think, the first one in, in college. Um, and there's another there's another thing that I want to kind of allude to kind of all at the same time. Um, and it, I, have you guys heard about the he for she movement? This yes, is a little bit. This is a little recently. bit more. Yeah, um, that was founded by the UN Women. Um, one of the key advocates was Emma Watson. Hey, please um, be a guest on our show. Um, oh God. <laughs> Don't even. But, <laughs> um, but like these kind of these two ideas together, basically talk about um, the media in general and how gen like like diff- the, the gender roles are h- how those gender roles are um ingrained in us from a very early age you know and and you know how we act as you know we we all identify as male and so how we act has been told has been ingrained in us from day one like, I don't think any of you can tell me that you fell down and didn't hear rub some dirt on it. You're fine mm-hmm. yeah. or something like that. I mean, you've never been told, you know, the the ideas that, you know, and, and these thoughts of of what men should be, of what men are, of what it means to be a man. Now, I know I'm getting really, <laughs> really off the rails here, I think, but. There was a video that I watched. I think that um, Jared, actually, your wife put this on uh, Twitter that I saw. It was a politician who was in a room full of, I think it was just full of women. I'm not sure why or what the context was. But he was talking about this whole gender equality thing. And and he spoke, you know, it was, it was just like a, a public speaking, you know, public speaker. He was some sort of politician. I don't remember any of the details. So I apologize about this, but he told he turned to all the women and said, ladies, if you have if you're raising a son, if you have a a young boy at home and you're trying to raise him. He says, and I quote, raise him to be a monster. Now, what the hell does that mean? I'm not really 100 percent sure, but that's the idea that men are just supposed to be giant meat sacks good for making money and protecting things. And they're just supposed to show their dominance. They're supposed to have strength. Like that's what the media tells us that we're supposed to be as, as, as male. And so the idea that, you know, you see men in these, you know, and it has been primarily a male role for so long. Captain America, Hulk, like these, you know, Thor, you know, I'm just only talking about superheroes for right now, you know, Superman, like, yes, there's Supergirl. Yes, there are, you know, 
there's Batgirl. I mean, yes, there are females, but those never took the front for so long, right? And they're still really not in in the front. They're they're coming out, you know, they're 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 getting their due diligence now or starting to, I guess. They're, you know, but the idea is that for so long we've all grown up with our parents have grown up with our grandparents have grown up with this idea and we've 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 grown to idolize these people you know superman does so good so much good for so many people and he's you know he's a hero he's a i mean he's a superhero but the idea that the violence that he does is always for you know this greater good it's always for you know protecting someone it's it's yes it's violence but it's violence with a sort of an ulterior motive you know an angelic almost motive right and so i think just those sorts of ideas have just been ingrained as that's what a man wants to be right like one more one more point i have just one absolute one more point is the idea of um you know i think we said in maybe in episode zero you know a year and a half ago, two years ago, whatever, that f- video games are an escapist activity. And so the idea that you like all of these RPGs and these violent RPGs are that you get to come out of your own and pretend that you are this person that the media says that you should be, right? So you're living your life and and you know that you're never going to be able to be Superman. You can't jump over buildings. You can't stop bullets. You can't shoot lasers out of your eyes. But wait, now we have this VR where you get to pretend that you're exactly that. And you can do all of those things. And so every man in the country goes, sign me up. I'm in. Right. Like yeah. the idea that we get to, you know, we, we, we escape our, our realities to do something that's different, relaxing. Um, you know, achievements make us feel like we're getting something done, right? That we're achieving things, that we're accomplishing goals, that that we, you know, a lot of times we don't necessarily always get fulfillment every day. We're not always, you know, fulfilled by the actions we do of every day. But we can go on to Destiny and do a raid and feel, you know, amazing afterwards because we accomplish something you know, and, and in the game, it's a, it's a huge feat, right? So I think all of those together really encompass and incorporate why you feel the way you feel. Yeah, I think that's, uh, you, you brought up, I mean, that's actually a point that I hadn't really considered was the idea that, you know, just from an objective kind of like wish fulfillment or a desire for, you know, to demonstrate great strength and the ability to push through adversity, like all of those things I think are universal traits that we can enjoy. However, those kind of, that still only makes sense for the characters that you would actually want to emulate. You know what I mean? Like, like there still is no reason that like, and I guess it's not that I particularly enjoy playing. Oh, but actually, no, sometimes there are, like, it can be kind of an interesting, maybe it's just an interesting thought experiment sometimes to play the villain. You know, maybe it's an empathy thing. Like, it's kind of interesting sometimes just to be 
like to play an RPG and be the villain. Like, and to me, it's not like that's an expression of any deep rooted, like desire or like to be the monster that media suggests that I should be. It's more just like, okay, that's kind of interesting, like an interesting perspective, or it can be, I, I, I don't know. Like I, I have, I, I have, I have a rebuttal to that. If you'd like to yeah, hear it. Sure. Okay. So I'm going to start with this. I'm going to start with, we all have demons. <laughs> I'm going to start. I'm just going to start with that. Right. We all have, we all have negative thoughts. Like that's just a, yeah. you know, we can't yeah. have positive thoughts without negative thoughts. Otherwise they would just be thoughts. Right. Mm-hmm. So you can think mean things. You can think nasty things. You can think about some of the things that these shooters have done. The difference between you and them is that you don't, do them where you don't want to do you don't act on this i think that there's a really good actually harry potter reference where uh in here somewhere that actually talks about harry thinking that he's just as bad as voldemort and voldemort says well but you do good you don't do dumbledore i'm sorry i yeah (laughs) i'm not sure i'm I'm not sure (laughs) <laughs> Voldemort Voldemort was getting some good guy RP in there at a certain <laughs> point. <laughs> the, the, the words are there, just rearrange them the, to the correct way. But yeah, yeah. Harry doesn't want to be like Voldemort, but he's, you know, this is his, like, what, book five, where he's just angry at everything. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, and so he thinks that he's becoming like Voldemort, or he's no better than them, or, 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 or something. And so Dumbledore says, you know, it's not what you think, it's what you do. It's not how you, what you know. It's not the thoughts you have, but the actions you take. And so, the idea that it's a that, that video games is an escapist uh, um, activity. We uh, we follow rules every day, whether they're actually law like real laws that'll get us thrown into jail if we break, or or just social activities that you know social norms or customs that we just follow, you know. Don't talk to me while I'm peeing. Don't make eye contact. You know, keep a, keep a stall between us. Like, you know, there are just things that just unwritten rules that we have that we all have to follow every day, right? Mm-hmm. To, to, to be a normal functioning adult, we just have these. And, and I, I say this with personal experience because I remember playing, I think it was specifically in, in Infamous 2. You know, um, if you remember, if, if you remember, we've talked about this before, but for those listeners that don't know much about it, um, you're basically a superhero with superpowers. Um, and you, your actions, the actions you take give you karma, either good karma or bad karma. Once you gain enough karma and you level up your good or bad karma, um, you unlock new abilities and the, the the ability trees are different based on if you're playing as bad coal or good coal. Um, and I played as good coal first because, you know, like everybody else, I want to, you know, feel like I'm doing something, right? It's escapist activity. You know, we just talked about that. Well, I played through again because obviously there's a lot of story that, that was missed. You know, Infamous 2 did a really good job of splitting the story and you really get a different idea for bad coal. Well, when you're bad coal... There is a, me- a mechanic in the game where you can walk up to somebody and drain their life force. Just a random civilian. I don't. To it sort yourself. of implies what? NPC, yeah. Yeah, just a random NPC, just a civilian that you're supposed to be protecting, 
you know, theoretically, if you're bad, Cole, you can walk up to them and just steal their life force and 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 heal yourself. I don't know if it necessarily if, if they if they imply or or state specifically that you're killing them, but it kind of makes you feel like it. You don't ever see them get up, you know, or oh, walk no, they off. Die. <laughs> okay, yeah, they like die. so you're basically killing these bad guys, right? Or these, these good guys, these NPCs, these, these people that you're supposed to be saving. And, and the idea is for me, it was, it was kind of nice to be able to do that. Now, I don't want to say that I would love to go out and be a succubus and just steal the life forms of, you know, (laughs) life force of all my, my enemies. But what I mean is it was the, the, the mechanic, you know, the other, the other way that you did that, uh, you know, there was a, there was the, the good coal, I don't remember exactly what the mechanic was, but the mechanic was much more difficult to heal yourself. You had to do, you know, you had to find um, electrical power sources and you had to drain electrical power sources. Um, I believe is now that I'm thinking about this, that was the only way you could heal. Yes. So then you go and play bad coal and you're running away because you're, you're, you know, you're, you're an inch from death and all you got to do is just walk up to a civilian and then you're pretty much full health. The world like, is your health potion. The idea that you no longer have to follow these rules. Yeah, any kind of rules. Or any kind of rule that you exactly. Yeah. It, it 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 is kind of an you know for me it was kind of an escape. It's like you know now that yeah. I think about it, like I didn't go oh I hate you such and such my boss at the time I'm going to drain this person pretend he's you no, but right. yeah. the idea that I had these rules that I had to follow even when I was playing this game. And now I have this ability that I don't have to follow that rule. I can just go up to this person with no repercussions, take their life force and move and key and move on. You, you have know? repercussions. People would throw rocks at you later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, no, but it's like, um, another one that always gets blamed for these things is GTA. Right. Where you can uh, do whatever yes. you want to. And, and, and that's kind yeah. of the ultimate, like, mm-hmm. breaking the rules of society simulator. And, and yeah, like, that's what it's the game I played it. They're great games. Like, they're fantastically made. Or, like, Red Dead. You can run around and rob trains and be a general curmudgeonly bastard in the old west. Like, <laughs> but, but, yeah, they're, yeah. And that's, that's a good example. And yeah. I think it brings it back to, I think, what Evan said is, aggressive people seek out aggressive behaviors. So like if you're already predisposed to these thoughts, feelings, actions, behaviors, whatever, yeah, these things might have a more impact on you, but like summary and everyone, you know, like it's a causation. It's not really a correlation. So, right. 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 Like what, like you're basically, you're saying that like, yeah, aggressive people may seek out those aggressive outlets, but at the same time, I think what we're all kind of arriving at is that that's the kind of mental exercise or like freedom that any human being could enjoy if they let them, if they let themselves or if they, you know, if they allow themselves to experience that form of entertainment like that. And it's like, and that's not necessarily indicative of any behavior that you would then want to go out and perpetrate in real life. It's just that, it's a game. Yeah, it's kind of fun to not have to abide by societal constraints and rules for a while, you know? Just it's a little bit of a vacation from reality and like and I guess I don't really see that there's any harm in that. Again, as long as it doesn't dictate your behavior, you know. Yeah, and and video games is I, not the only vessel that right, could lead yeah, that yeah, to yeah. people. 
Exactly. So it's just popular because not everyone does it mm-hmm. in the way we think about it. But yeah, so people that don't like they, I guess they fear it. I guess if they're not familiar with it. You know, sometimes it's like, oh, it's just this black magic thing that just brainwashes everyone. So that's how like to bring up an interesting parallel, like the whole moral panic surrounding like D and D that's, that's one that really bothers me again, as an avid player of D and D that's one that I'm always just like, what in the hell are people <laughs> going on about? Like, this is insane. Like, this. oh my gosh. Like, that's another one where I'm like, most of the time, unless you're doing an evil campaign, again, similar to like what we were discussing, sometimes it can be fun to do that. But most of the time, you're a bunch of good people who, like, the fantasy that you're living out is, I want to bash some evil skeletons in the face and go help, like, the poor like shepherd over in the village over here you know like that's Mm -hmm. not a detrimental fantasy to anybody like i don't know it's just um (laughs) the 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 when i when i started doing research on this to kind of you know talk about some things you know get some things that i wanted to talk about um i saw a video that was talking about um so the video itself was advocating for i think for a particular, um, you know, person who was, um, I guess, sort of advertising himself for uh, how to help uh, parents with kids that don't that that have um, possibly too much video gaming in their life, right? So th- this is like children, not like the I don't know I don't remember exactly what the age was, but. Um, Apparently there was a, I don't know if this was like a um, Jimmy Fallon thing, but there was like a trend in adults where adults would turn off their children's video game and record what they were doing, record how they acted. And I mean, these kids, these kids are 10, 12 Uh, and, and younger, right? They're, they're in elementary, junior high, like absolute oldest. And obviously you know, when a, when a kid is playing a video game um, and, and you turn it off, you can obviously imagine that the child is going to be upset, angry, sad, mad. Like, I mean, just bad yes. emotions, right? Right. And mm-hmm. they went on to talk about why. And um, Evan, if, you, if you, you could help me and tell me how I'm wrong, how I'm saying this wrong, I'm sure. But basically... It wasn't the idea that it was it wasn't necessarily the video game itself that they were upset about being turned off. It was the fact that their brains were not developed enough to fully be able to comprehend what happened. That this is this is how this is what the video was talking about and I'm sure I'm I'm butchering this like crazy. But Basically, they, they, they didn't have the tools necessary to cope with all of a sudden not having the video game on anymore. You know, it'd be the same as, you know, you know, the oh, I'm sorry. OK, I figured out what it is. It's, it's, it's the actual chemical imbalance, the, the, ke- the chemical balance in your brain. So doing something that's fun, that's enjoyable, gives you dopamine. I believe it's dopamine. Yep. Yeah. And um, it makes you feel good. Um, it's just that, you know, dopamine is just a natural chemical made in your body 
um, that yes, some people can make in pill form and, 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 you know, abuse, but the reason they do that is because it gives you euphoria. It makes you, you know, petting your dog, taking a walk. I mean, playing a sport, going to the store to buy, you know, going to target or, you know, all of these certain things can give you dopamine. Um, and it, it just, what's, it's what, it's what you enjoy. Well, when the video game turns off, dopamine gone. And it's that drop. The kid, you know, where you're sad, you're upset, you're mad, and you don't know how to handle that. And that's where the child becomes, you know, verbally angry, um, physically angry. The child just doesn't understand and cannot cope. I mean, with the loss of dopamine. Let's be real. Like, how? Why would anyone respond positively to somebody well, just coming up and being a dick to you? Exactly. For no reason. Exactly. Like, you know, like, have you ever tried to go up to an adult who's watching a sporting event and just turn the television off and be like, yeah. "Fuck you! I'm not gonna let you watch the game." Like, you're gonna get a worse response than you get from that kid. Like, believe well, right. me. Like, right. You know what I mean? Like, that's just that's such a silly like. A kid or not, like, I do think that's that's a very interesting. I wouldn't have, I mean, like, I wouldn't have even considered the angle of, like, you know, the sudden dopamine deprivation in an underdeveloped, like, brain and just lacking a coping mechanism. But my point is, like, even an adult who should have a good coping mechanism, that would still piss me off, you know? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. nobody would like that. So, like, that's just ridiculous. Right. So I remember seeing that when that first, that video you're talking about, the parents, like, you know, unplugging their kids' games or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this was thankfully around the time where, like, you know, Twitter and things were big, so there was conversation on social media about it and a lot of people rightfully pointed out that it was less <laughs> it's less about that you just turned off this kid's video game because they're just so hooked on it now and more that because I, I don't remember exactly when that happened but it was kind of a while ago and that's kind of before autosave became pretty much a standard feature across the board mm-hmm. so yeah. if i've been playing for two hours and i haven't had a chance to save yet and you just unplug my game like I'm more upset that I just wasted two hours of my life. I'm going to have yeah. to go redo. Like right. It's not even yeah, about the it's, game. It's about yeah, you it's wasting like, my time. Someone uh-huh. building something out of like a house of cards or they're building something out of wood and you just went there with a baseball bat and we're like, ha, 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 ha. look at all this progress you made. Yeah, start, start again. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's literally right. the childhood, like the toddler building, you know, the Lego set or the block tower and then the other toddler just comes over and and knocks it down like i don't think we would say that there's anything psychologically wrong with the child being rightfully upset Mm -hmm. by that kind of treatment like and so yeah that whole that i mean exactly like that whole thing is just and that gets into a larger conversation about how we don't validate children's emotions and as adults we don't validate children's feelings and it also specifically talks about the idea that it's parents that don't understand video games right mm-hmm. like I, I i i'm pretty sure i mean i i know i have told you guys this i i'm pretty sure that i've had um at least one talk on the podcast at some point i think but you know thank god that my or or whatever higher power you believe in that my wife enjoys video games 
or you know aunt because <laughs> I'm I'm not I'm yeah. I'm not I'm, I'm not kidding because I've dated girls in the past that did not have any idea like what video like it was just oh boys being boys and that was how they said that video you know but I'm me and if I want your attention you should put your video game down and pay attention to me like it you know they didn't they didn't understand what video games were to even understand why I liked them or mm-hmm. you know what or, you know or what video games fulfilled for me in my life and so you know um, I was playing smite with some friends and uh, you know the girl that I was seeing at the time wanted to come over and I'm like okay I mean I'm, I'm this is my Sunday activity I play smite with my guys this is what I do we're gonna play all night I've done this for <laughs> years right Right. Mm -hmm. and she's like well can i just come over and hang out i'm like okay but this is what i'm doing i will be doing this and not paying attention to you yes you can come over but i'm not going to be paying attention to you because this is my activity this is what i'm doing tonight right she comes over and she gets upset that i'm not paying attention to her like you know i play a game or two we take a break i get a snack i get or you know or 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 go to the bathroom i come back and she's like oh you're done no that was just one match we're playing again and she didn't understand. And we had some dissonance there, right? Um, but the no, idea think... is, so so I haven't got, made my point yet, so just hold on okay. one second. So my, my point is that these people that don't understand anything about video games and don't care to understand anything about video games are just using not understanding video games. Like they, what they, basically what they see is they see I turn off this child's video game. I don't care about this video game. So this child shouldn't care this much about this video game either. And so when I turn it off and you hit me, <laughs> that's on you, not on me. And the, that's, that's not how that should be, right? That We could correlate that with any other thing like we, we have done. We could do something like that for them and they would have a similar reaction. And so it's not about the video game at this point. People are just saying that the video game is, the video game is there and it's like being in the car in the back seat asleep and you get pulled over for speeding and you get arrested because you were in the car like i was asleep i had no idea how fast we were going you know it, it it's just there for the ride and people are just poking or pointing at it because they don't understand, right? Like, and, and I was just going to say, and I think you kind of touched upon like the biggest point of misunderstanding or, you know, somebody looking outwards at the hobby of video gaming in general. Like usually the biggest thing they have a hard time understanding is the amount of time that people spend on it as a hobby. Like it is legitimately a pretty time-consuming hobby and and can, if you let it, start to dominate you know all like it can monopolize all of your time and a lot of times people who you know seem to hate video games that's that's the thing that they constantly harp on is just that it's like well you know it's if you play video games all the time it's gonna you know you won't do other stuff but but my experience has been you can play a lot of video games and still you know as long as you make sure that you're making time for the people in your life like as appropriate like mm-hmm. as you would with any other hobby like 
you know, sometimes I think it's totally okay to have a binge session of playing games, you know, all evening with the guys. Like, that's totally fine in my eyes. Like, but that, and again, this is kind of getting into a topic for another day, perhaps, but the, the, you know, the discussion of video game addiction, and maybe we've even mentioned that or touched on that before in the podcast, but like that, to me, there's probably a lot more evidence supporting the potential for video game addiction because it is, you know, it's a, like we were talking about, it's a chemical response. You're generating dopamine from mm-hmm. this pleasurable activity. Of course, you can get addicted to it, like as you can with anything that makes you feel good. <laughs> like, yeah. so, but yeah, I think people just in general, they're like, video games are violent. People spend tons of time doing it it's a bad thing like and it's just like you just you just kind of have to understand it and that's that's hard for people to hear who don't play them or don't enjoy them that like hey i do enjoy this thing and i don't think there's anything worth wrong with doing a lot like yeah so there you go <laughs> i don't know what you do with that <laughs> and i think with part of that is that it, this is this goes beyond video games but just with hobbies in general that don't yield a product for not not, yeah. not not if you intend to sell it just like just a it doesn't give you anything like so mm-hmm. so like you know cooking is one of my hobbies now because pandemic and being an adult and having to feed myself every day until i die <laughs> might as well get good at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like that that gives me an end result like i start with you know four or five different ingredients add heat pressure whatever and i get one thing but i can then post this one thing on instagram be like hey look at what i did versus you know if i'm just playing a video game for you know a few hours like let's let's, like let's say i'm playing video games for the same amount of time it takes to make a good bolognese which is about four hours don't argue with me on that um If, if I'm making a bolognese and I sell someone, oh, yeah, I spent four hours making this sauce, and then I can show them, hey, look, on here's this this great sauce I made. It tasted so good. Here's all the stuff I put in, blah, 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 versus I've spent four hours playing Spider-Man. I have nothing to show for it. I can, I mean, sure, I can post, like, a little screenshot, like, oh, look, here's the achievement I got for beating the game or whatever, but that's nothing really tangible, and mm-hmm. not to hop too high up on my anti-capitalist soapbox, but we live in increasingly in a society where more and more it's encouraged that the things you spend your time on should benefit you in some material way versus some yeah. emotional, you know, mm. personal cathartic way. Um, yeah, like, people and society definitely put those, yeah, hobbies. They're they're much more respected, I guess yes. I would say. Yeah, and there's I've seen a lot of pushback, at least on the the corners of the internet that I inhabit, of people being like, you know, your hobby can just be your hobby because you enjoy it. You don't have to make it a business. You don't have to sell yeah. it. You don't have to. If it brings you joy, that's the bare. That's the only requirement that should be fulfilled. Yeah. Um, and if you're not at work, then go for it. You know, knock yourself out. That's yes. my opinion. One thing I want to just add really quickly, Evan, is that they don't even have to be good at it. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't have to be good at it. Yeah. As long as you enjoy it. Yeah, it's okay to suck at video games, even. Like, mm-hmm. if you enjoy it, have fun with it, you know? Yeah, I have I have a friend who he, play, he only plays games on easy mode, like the very bottom difficulty tier, and what? Wow. That's not my way to play it. If that's what works for you, that what that's what works for you. Are you adding me right now? 
No, actually, I wasn't talking. I didn't know that you did that. I wasn't thinking. I, I'm one well, of heck, those people. I'm so getting there. I, I will, I will play on normal sometimes. Like, but usually, especially the, especially the time when I, especially if I, like, I can't tell you how many times I, I'm on a chat and Jared gets on chat with me while I'm playing Madden, and <laughs> I'm like, yeah, hold on, hold on, I'll, I'll, I'll jump over to Smite. It's let me finish, let me score another three touchdowns before the end of the game. I'm trying to get to you know, 92 points instead of just 45, and you know the score at the end of the game is like seven to 92. Like you know, I, 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 I blame this on the fact that I'm not good at defense. I, I'm good at offense, but I'm not good at defense. So the bump up to like the next difficulty, right, is uh, will make it harder for me to play defense, and so then I won't win as many games. And I play Madden to have fun anyway, but I'm just making excuses. I like having an easy time with things and enjoying. If I'm going to play an RPG, I want I want to experience the story. I don't really care as much about how I get there. It's that that I do get there and I get to experience the story. Um, I'm more about the storytelling, you know, than anything else. So I'm absolutely right there too. So I think in summary, um, all the arguments for why video games are bad because they cause violence are not unique to video games. It could be applied to a whole bunch of other things. So get off my lawn. <laughs> my, my, my closing statement specifically is the fact that I don't want to say no. Video games do not cause negative, you know, do not have negative outputs necessarily you know yes getting angry at a video game is still getting angry right but i think people are using video games as an excuse for you know that's what they see right away and that's the easy answer and they don't want to talk about the difficult answer that you know my i have a saying that usually the easiest answer is wrong the first answer you can come up with is usually a bad idea, a bad, you know, it's wrong. It's not, you know, we don't want to do it because if it were easy, it would already be done, right? It would already be fixed. Yeah. And so video games are just that scapegoat that they may have, they may have a cause, they, they may be part of the conversation as a whole, but it's not the main topic and no one wants to talk about the main topic. Well, and, and I think, you know, just tacking onto that, it, and it may be difficult to determine truthfully any one main topic. You know, it may be such a complex interaction between many different elements that there is, like you said, no easy solution. Um, I do think, you know, mm-hmm. and maybe we've probably too late to get into it now but there i think there are other targets that our time would be better spent focusing on video games Mm -hmm. and a big reason for that is my closing statement is just that the all of the evidence that i'm seeing that really makes any claim of statistical value is and coming from sources other than the mass media. So, you know, peer reviewed, like scientific published journals, like that, 
those reports and those papers seem to suggest that even if there is any link, no matter how tenuous, between playing video games and increased aggression or violent behavior, even if that's the case, it's such a small part of what your end resulting behavior is. Like there's so many other factors from both your genetic and environmental uh, surroundings. There are so many other elements that have a larger effect on your end behavior that it's just not, I just don't see it being area we should focus on so that's that's been what i've seen anecdotally that's what i've observed in my own life and the lives of my friends and that's how i feel about video games basically evan do you have any closing statements (laughs) um well i guess mine would be that I don't want to wear this right. I think I think we should always be willing to critique the things that we consume, um, as far as as far as media goes, whether it's books, video games, movies, TV, whatever, because that the media that people create is a, it's 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 a reflection. Well, I won't say it's an accurate reflection, but it's uh, not of themselves, but it's a it's a it doesn't come from just nowhere. Like these, these things that we watch and enjoy and consume, they are influenced by, you know, our society, by our culture, by the things we believe. Um, And it's a, it's a very good mirror to sort of identify, you know, certain trends and certain beliefs. And, you know, if these things are harmful, we need to be able to interrogate them. But, you know, in trying to, figure out if there's something that's doing harm we should also not be so quick to say oh this is the only source like this this is the sole cause of the problem like we have to be willing to look at it on a systemic level um i think that's kind of been a big topic in the culture not even just with um you know like video games or, or media in general like so much of the conversation now in terms of like you know legal situations and politics and the the course of the country has been about addressing things on a systemic level because we now recognize that a systemic level is where the problems start and how if you fix it on a systemic level you can then begin to address the things on things that cascade down to a more a more personal level um so yeah always be willing to critique and interrogate but also let's not go on a witch hunt um, to also, I think that this is maybe a good quote that I, um, pulled or a good couple of quotes or something. Um, in light of the Stoneman Douglas shooting in 2018, um, this is, I'm just going to read this, um, whole little spiel that I found online. BBC news characterized Republican politicians reactions as focusing on, um, mental health issues while dodging debate on gun control with reasoning that it was either quote too political or too soon end quote Republican house speaker Paul Ryan said that this was uh, the time to quote step back and count our blessings um, instead of uh, quote taking sides and fighting each other politically Um, Republican Florida Senator Marco Rubio said that most Proposals on stricter gun laws would not have prevented uh, this shooting nor any of the those in recent history. 
lawmakers should uh, take action with, quote, focus on the violence part um, alongside guns. Uh, the the uh, Kentucky governor, Matt Bevin, declared that the country should reevaluate, quote, the things being put in the hands of our young people, specifically, quote, unquote, video games that have desensitized people to the values of human life. So, yeah, they're trying to focus on one thing specifically, um, and they're scapegoating video games. And instead of trying to make it one person's problem, we should all make it all of our problems and look at everything that could be pot causing these sorts of violences in our society um, and figuring out a better way to approach a good solution. Well said. This has been Small Consolation and thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time. That's the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I as 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 I, I'm going to leave this in for the end credits. I want to let you guys know that I am very proud of you. You none of you probably knew, but I'm still also very proud of you. This is episode 69, and no one made any 69 jokes. So I'm just really really proud of you guys. God <laughs> damn it! I missed my opportunity. <laughs> All I'm going to say is nice. <laughs>